Welcome to Beyond the Leaderboard, a Peloton People podcast. I'm your host, William Keithley, and today I am so excited to be joined by Gario Harrison. Gario has over 14,000 minutes on the Peloton platform this year, and it is only June. Also, you know that your first name is unique when it is also your leaderboard name. Welcome, Gario. Uh, William, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to the conversation. So first of all, let me just start out by saying it looks like you have taken every Alex ride ever made. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm a dedicated Alex fan. I I will say that. Do you you seriously take every one of his rides? Uh, Since since I have started, since we since we got the Peloton, most, if not all of his rides I've taken. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, what looking at your profile, it looked like you do tons of biking and then tons of meditations also. And and it looks True. like it looks like Kira might be your favorite this year. Last year I think it was Aditi, but it looks like uh Kira is your go-to. Absolutely. There are there's something about some very specific the her her uh there's a courage meditation that I listen to often, you know, you, you, you tend to find ones that actually you really enjoy it and you just kind of keep listening to them over and over again. Aditi, she has a lot of really great get up in the morning, get ready for the day type type stuff. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, just mindset. I'm, I'm finding uh, Kira has, has been my go-to recently. Now, what about yoga? Have you gotten into yoga at all lately? <sighs> You know, man, I I started during the pandemic and didn't stick with it, but have aspirations to get back into it. Yeah, I'm kind of coming to the realization that yoga might be the key to everything. You know, I'm I'm an, I'm I'm obviously an older guy than you, and it just helps me so much. You know, it's 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 I can't even describe it. You know, like for me. You know, even something like restorative yoga, you know, mm-hmm. f- to me, that's kind of what I envision how meditation should be, because it's only it it's those times I can kind of get to that place I think I'm supposed to get to. Like a lot of times mm-hmm. I'll do meditation, just completely honest here, and I feel nothing. I mean, I get I feel like I get nothing out of it. You know, my mind wanders way too much and and I just I can't keep that focus. But then when I'm doing like a restorative yoga I'm totally in the zone. So I don't know maybe if it's caused movements tied to that or lack of movement. I, I'm not even sure. Who, who do you, who do you uh, do yoga with? Um, well, I've just kind of gotten started getting into it myself, but, and I've been doing, I just started as a matter of fact, two days ago, the beginner yoga program. Um, okay. I just, I just finished up the, you can run program. And I thought, well, I'm going to start another program. And I think, I think I need yoga more than anything right now. So, but, but Ross is probably my favorite. I really, I really enjoy him. And, uh, but I like all of them. I mean, to me, they are, and my son and I, we kind of argued about this last week on the podcast, but I just think they're such great athletes. I mean, they're so strong and they have such body awareness, you know, that mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody has that kind of, kind of stuff, you know, so it's just, it's just really, it's just really interesting. Now, now I also know that you run also, now you don't run very much on the Peloton platform, but I saw that you just like last month or the month before you, you did the run the Valley 10 K and you held, you held a 10 minute pace the whole race. I mean, so tell me about your running a little bit. Cause that, that's real. That's my passion is running. Yeah. Um, so running was, was something that I did all through college. Um, it was great. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of like you and, and yoga, right? You're you're running. There's kind of nothing else you can do, and you're just in in the zone, one foot in front of the other. There's something meditative about it. Um, and yeah, like I, you know, been doing it. Haven't had the the time to do it recently. And this was my first, you know, kind of voyage voyage back into running um after probably i want to say a three-year stint so yeah i'm getting back into it now how much did you train for this race i did not oh my goodness (laughs) i ran i ran maybe 
I want to say I ran probably a couple times before then. Um, oh my gosh! You know, kind of the week before, and um, yeah, so it, was, it was a week week before. I did I did a quick run just to make sure that the joints could still work. Um, but as far as the stamina and all that good stuff go, the bike keeping keeping up with the bike just makes it made it easy. So. Wow, that, that's that's a really impressive time, especially with no training at all. Um, I've been running some, and I'm nowhere near a 10k. I mean, a 10 minute pace right now. I'm just I'm just slow. I mean, that's all there is to it. Now, I used to be a real runner back in the day. I was I was really good, but as the years have what gone by, uh, well, 10k was my race. I mean, that was that was my that was my best one, and my PR was a 34.48. In, oh, the, wow. in the 10k right. so so i mean i was i was i was legit runner so but that's what kind of makes running hard now like it, as you get older you know you're never going to pr again you know i mean mm-hmm. i i can kind of aspire to being good in the old man division you know which is kind of which, which is kind of my goal right now uh, but you know i don't i don't know where i can get back to i've been i've been trying to lose a lot of weight here lately and um you know that's been going really well and as that's been happening, my running's really improved. I did a 5K uh, probably about a week or two after you did yours, and, uh, and I go? loved it. I, I loved it. I mean, it's the first 5K I've done in probably eight, nine years, and I was slow. My pace was 12, 20, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, I finished, and I had a great, you know, I had a great time doing it. I can't I can't wait to do some more, but I really, I really like running. I have a Peloton tread also, and um it's been really great for me to get back into running that way because we live in kind of a hilly part of Nashville. And especially when you're a heavier guy, the Hills are so hard where, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of just keep plodding along like a hamster, you know, on a treadmill. So, you know, that, that makes a big difference. Now, do you have any aspirations to keep running? Well, yeah, I am. I think I'm going to try to work up to, a marathon probably this this fall oh that's great have you done one before i've done a yep i used to do used to do marathons again back in the day um and really really enjoyed them so yeah i'm gonna try and and get back into one now what kind of times were you you running to be slow but what kind of time marathon times were you running back in the day oh man i don't even remember i'd have to go back and, and look at at strava it's been so long yeah I can hear that. I, I I can relate. It must have been pretty decent though if you can just come out and run ten minute paces without without any training at all. But you know, I mean, you do you do train. I I looked on your stats last year, three hundred and sixty four days uh, of pelotoning. You only missed one day, and almost twenty one thousand minutes. And and you're crushing that goal this year. I mean, you're on pace for you know almost thirty thousand minutes right now. And uh, I mean, it's just amazing. And and you even went up from the, the year before that. You know, it looks like last year your best ride or your best output was over 700 on a 45 minute ride. I mean, that's that's booking it. So I, I, I remember I remember that ride well. I bet you do. And so, do, and so does my wife. She she heard about that that ride for about a month. <laughs> Now, now your wife Joanna does she um does she Peloton also? Absolutely, she she does the bike and she does um a lot of the strength and stretching. Oh, that's awesome! So yeah. is, is, does she is she as crazy as you are? I mean, does she ride as much as you do? Uh she she's on kind of a rotation. So she does riding, then strength, riding, then strength, riding, then strength. Okay. So yeah. So we are we are definitely um I like to joke that we're a Peloton household. That's really cool. I, I talked to a lot of people and it seems like one spouse does it way more than the other spouse. I've only talked to a couple of people where they both really were into it. But you'd be surprised how many people um you know they, they their spouse just really isn't into it. it. It's kind of funny to me. And even Jennifer, my wife, you know, she uses the tread some, but she really doesn't even like the bike that much. So, mm. you know, she doesn't, she doesn't do all that much at all. Now, speaking of strength, are you doing any strength training on Pel- on the Peloton platform at all? You know, I'm, I haven't, I've tried 
but for some reason I just can't get into the the yeah for some reason I cannot get into the the, the strength side of things but um it is definitely something that I have committed to getting into the boxing yeah. on the other hand is one that um I did, I went through that program loved it and I actually think um, since they released the others that I'm going to pick that up as well, but I got to, I got to build it into my schedule. Yeah. I, I hear that Nikki and uh, Anderson got um, a heavy bag and they've been doing the boxing classes with the, with the bag. And wow, that makes such a big difference, you know, taking the shadow boxing to actually really hitting a bag. I mean, cause that's hard work. That's really hard, but it's, it's been fun. Mm-hmm. I played around with it a little bit and, but I haven't done I haven't done a full boxing class. I don't I if I was boxing, I couldn't even make it through one round right now. I don't think I mean, <laughs> well, you know, what? It's, it's one of these things that you kind of have to like really, really commit to getting into. So we used to when we had a, a condo before we, we bought our house, like we actually had a punching bag, a heavy bag in the condo and we uh-huh. would use it. Um and it was great like you, but it does take, it takes some getting, getting used to. And then all of a sudden you just find, oh yeah, I'm actually moving the bag. So, you know, it's, yeah. If you, if you start with it, stick with it, chances are you, you'll, you'll continue to get stronger. Uh, it's such a good workout. I mean, people have no idea who haven't tried it, just how hard it is to, you know, I mean, even like a real fight, you know, watching a fight on TV or something, just one round of fighting is probably the hardest thing you'll ever do anybody. So I yeah. just thought that I thought that was interesting. Now, what other what other sports are you into? Uh, that's that's primarily it running, um, boxing and and the bike. OK, now are you watch any sports. Um, I, I was getting into soccer for a bit there. Um, but no, like primarily a lot of it is, you know, um, yeah, just, yeah. Fitness, fitness in general, just the, yeah. the, the technical side of, of, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about connected fitness that that's kind of where a lot of my energy is, is put when it comes to like sports and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's me too. I mean, I do like watching, you know, the NBA playoffs, of course, and and uh, I, I like, I just like all sports in general. I, I really do. But you know, Peloton, it really has changed my life. I mean, and for the for the better, and in so many areas too. You know, it's kind of bled off into into everything, and you know, a lot of different tree branches, you know, have sprouted just because yeah. of Peloton. Which, which, speaking of which, what's your origin story? How did you get into Peloton. I was I was just gonna ask you the same thing. <laughs> um, um, so the I, I I remember it like it was it was yesterday. Um, so I work a lot, and I was it, it, it kind of had two two stories that kind of intersect. So I you know work a lot, get up early, go to bed late, and there was one Saturday when my son he was i believe he was four four at the time or five and i didn't feel like i had enough energy to keep up with him and play with him um and i was like something has to change i can't i can't keep burning the the candle at both ends um and not being able to to keep up with my son right that's not the the kind of father i wanted to be right so started looking into okay, what are what are some things that I can do realize that there's very little opportunity to cut in terms of you know time spent okay well let me see if I can optimize for my energy and trying to figure that out it's okay tried working out you know that sort of thing fast forward my my wife and I committed to you know getting back in shape right because we we used to work out together before we had a before our son was born and then we just, you know, it's hard to find the time, right? Um, I saw John Foley give the presentation of Peloton at, I believe it was South by Southwest, right? Oh, wow. That, that video. Um, it, I, I didn't attend. I saw the, the, the video for it. And okay. purely purely because I'm in the, the, the startup tech space and it was a startup at the time, right? Um, 
And the story that he told was him and his wife being busy parents and the Peloton creating this, this concept of the Peloton gave them the opportunity to, um, to spend more time at home because they didn't have to, you know, leave early to get to the gym or stay after work to get to the gym. Right. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I need energy and I want to make sure that I'm, you know, present at, at home. Um, and my wife kind of the same deal. Right. And we just started looking into the Peloton from, from that time. And then right before the pandemic hit, we decided to, to pull the trigger and actually purchase one. Um, and we did, and the timing couldn't have been more perfect, all things considered, because we have just been obsessed, um, in a good way. Um, and you can just see the impact that it's had both on our energy, our, you know, uh, our ability to be here because the Peloton's in the, in the, in, in the house. Um, and yeah, it's just been, it's been great. Yeah, that that's 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 interesting. You were asking about my uh, story, and mine's like a little similar. I I had been wanting a Peloton forever. I you know even when it first came out, and then you know fast forward to the pandemic, like everybody else, and and you know I was just sitting at home, you know, just trying to get work done, and you know the world seemingly falling apart around you, and so I looked at getting a Peloton, and of course the weight was way out at that time. And so then I started looking at used Pelotons and uh, I found one. It was in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and Knoxville is probably three and a half hours away. And I found one that was for sale and it looked like it had never even been used. And uh, so I went up to my son and I'm like, hey, you want to go get a Peloton? And he's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And then I was like, well, it's going to be about a seven hour drive round trip. And I really don't even know if it's a real thing. And he's like, let's do it. So we hit the road that afternoon, went and uh, I go, now this is going to be a little shady because we're meeting this guy in a parking lot and it's, it was just a weird situation, but so we got it and we got brought it home and, you know, the rest is kind of history. You know, we we have the bike plus now and uh, you know, used to, you could, you could sell them and make more money off of them than what you paid. And I, uh, I, I remember, I remember, I remember that. Yeah. And so, you know, we kind of upgraded that way after, you know, after that. And uh, it's just, I just loved it. I, I love, I love everything about it. You know, I, I, I like how it's in the house. I like how you can go do it anytime. Um, you know, I've worked from home even before the pandemic, I was working from home. So, you know, that's kind of always been my, my MO. And I just never really like going to the gym that much anyway, you know? So now the thing, and I don't know if you found this, but the thing that surprised me the most about Peloton is, is I'm sort of, which is kind of odd when you have a podcast and everything, but I'm more introverted than extroverted. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I never really liked going to the gym uh, back in my running days, you know, I had a big group of guys we'd run together at lunch every day. And that was pretty awesome. But, you know, just going to the gym, I never really liked it all that much. And then the thing that surprised me the most about Peloton is just the more I get into it, the more I appreciate the community. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just, it's crazy that you're on this bike all by yourself, but yet the community has such meaning, you know, the more, the more you get plugged in, and that, I mean, that surprises me more about Peloton than anything. So, you know, maybe the, why maybe you, the community, why do you think that is? I don't know. I, I, and I think like the community is, is sort of like the special sauce. It It's, mm-hmm. it's sort of funny. Like, you know, I, I was reading an article a few months ago and it was like, okay, Peloton is the first company that's figured out how to make exercising at home, not boring. You know, and, you know, I, I always thought, OK, it's the music, right? I mean, you, you got music that for everybody that that, you know, so you can find something for everybody. Your instructors are great. But then at the end of the day, it really comes down. You know, I've made some great friends, you know, that are in the Peloton community. And and I don't I don't know what it is. It, it might be just that that's our shared. Maybe that's the glue that holds us together. 
But then, you know, we branch out from there, you know, kind of like this podcast, you know, we're talking Peloton, but, you know, you're so much more than Peloton, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. you know, which we'll get into. But it, it I think it's I think it's just something that brings us all together. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? I, I've been I've been trying to put my finger on it myself. And that, that's why I asked you, like, you know, because you've you know you got the podcast um you're you're clearly connected to the community i i think it's a combination of things like obviously there's the music um there is the the shared identity right like mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're a peloton user i automatically have questions right like you know right. who's your favorite instructor right you know, um so on the 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 content tends to be very timely like we'll we'll um we'll have i'll take a ride or my wife will take a ride and we'll end up having you know a, a discussion about things that were said on the ride right yeah. so it even it even sparks conversation um you know among among folks so i think i think it's that combination and the stickiness of it being i mean it's an endorphin hit right so not only is it the music, is it the the conversations you can have after it, but you have this this anchoring moment of that endorphin hit that that kind of makes it more makes it more memorable. I think so. I think the all, all of that coming together, that mm-hmm. swirl, makes it like you know a thing. Because you know, I'll I'll meet someone, um, and we end up as if if in any point in the conversation something gets mentioned about peloton we automatically have a deeper connection fast like we fast track yeah. our relationship that um, that is so true that is so true i mean it's yeah. so easy to talk about cuz people are so passionate about it you know i, I mm-hmm. feel i know the company's going through some rough times right now but i feel really good about peloton and peloton's future and uh are you an investor in the company at all? I am not. Yeah, I have a little bit, just a tiny bit. I, I really, it's probably now almost next to nothing. But, you know, and and I've had my ups and downs with Peloton. Um, when I tried to, uh, it, it took me a long time to get the tread. And uh, first of all, well, my tread journey is, you know, after we got the bike, uh, we were like, boy, it'd be nice to have the tread also. And so that's the the tread, the tread plus, that's what all they had then. And so mm-hmm. we found a used tread plus. And now I don't ever, I don't recommend anybody buying a used tread plus because that is the heaviest piece of equipment that I have ever moved <laughs> in my life. It almost killed me. And, uh, but then when they had the recall, we ended up sending it back because, you know, we didn't pay retail for it. So it made no sense. I mean, we actually made money on that, on that transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then, you know, when the tread came out, I had some really major delivery problems with Peloton. And but, you know, once we got it in and everything, I've loved it. I, as a matter of fact, I think you would probably really like the tread, especially living in Minneapolis. You know, I mean, if anybody needs a tread, it's people that live in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, well, I, did, I did like um, when I was going to the gym, running on slats was definitely like something that was was. um uh, really, really enjoyed. enjoyed yeah, yeah. So, so. And the tread plus, the tread plus does have the slats. Now the tread, you know, their their tread now it's just belt driven also. But I like it. I I still like my son and and his girlfriend. They like the slats better. But I, mm-hmm. you know, to me it doesn't really matter. I just I just like the tread. I I love the tread um instructors too. I mean, I really do. Yeah. They, they're they're so good. I mean, they're just as good as the bike, you know, instructors, you know. So someday, someday add the tread to your to your arsenal. You really will, you really will like it. You know, all right. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take you take you up on that recommendation. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Just just look into it because it, they've got some amazing instructors for the for the tread. They're just they're just so yeah. good. Now do they have uh, part of the reason when we were looking at it, we, that we didn't get a, there was, you know, long wait times at the time. Um, but also like, I didn't see as many classes. Like, mm-hmm. have they picked up the amount of classes that. Are yeah. Yeah. They, they picked yeah. up the amount of classes a lot. As a matter of fact, they, they, 
they have a really good selection of classes these days and the and the instruction is is just really great i mean it really it really is my favorite well i have a ton of favorites on the tread but you know i i love 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 bex gentry um i've been talking about this on on the peloton people podcast a lot lately but i did a class with her that really just kind of blew my mind it was talk it was the class all about cadence and okay. and basically she was saying that, and I've been a runner forever, and I, I never really even knew this, but she was saying like the optimal cadence is, uh, what was it, like 180 um, steps per minute. So that, and that's, and that's if you're going slow, fast, it doesn't even matter your pace, but that is the optimal cadence. And I've been playing around with cadence a lot lately, and it really does make a difference. Um you know, if just try it next time you're out running, just like yeah. count your steps. It, it is amazing. But to me, I mean, that it just kind of blows my mind that, you know, the perfect cadence for somebody like me and then somebody like Bex Gentry, who's an elite runner, you know, yeah. could be the same. It's just it's just it's just fascinating to me, you know, and that's and that's like the optimal. It really did. It, it kind of blew my mind. It was that was in the You Can Run program that I just finished. And um, right. I got a lot out of that. And, and the classes are great, too. You know, it's they're music based, just like the bike. You know, you're doing different speeds and, and stuff. It's a little bit to me, it's a little bit harder than the bike. But, you know, I find also, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm still overweight. So, you know, the bike's just easier. Yeah, And also, as you get older, too the bike is easier on your body. I mean, you know, yeah, I can, on, I can bike. Yeah. I can, I can bike hard every single day if I wanted to, but I cannot run hard, you know, two days in a row anymore. I just, I just can't do it. So, you know, you got to kind of balance every, everything, but yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend the tread. It, it's so much fun. And uh, it looks like more and more people, you know, have been getting it too. So it's, and, and, and compared to the one with the slats, you know, the tread is, is more normal size. So the, the tread plus was huge. I mean, it, that thing was a monster and it was loud. And, you know, most people that have a tread plus still prefer it over the tread. I'm probably one of the few people that actually like the tread better just cause mm-hmm. the size, the, the noise, um, just all that kind of stuff. So, but I, I love it. I mean, I really do love everything about Peloton. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm pretty high on the, on the company. And then, you know, like I'm dying. I, I would love to get a rower. You know, I don't know if they'll ever going to oh, give dude, us any more one, information. 100%, like we, we were looking at, um, the hydro. Yeah, I was too. Um, and we were like, you know what? I heard, um, you know, a little bird say that a rower was probably going to be in the mix. Now this was years ago, right? Years ago that it clearly makes sense. And I'm like, well, if we're going to do a rower, we definitely want to stay in the ecosystem because it, it would be connected. Right. So, yeah. um, so well, yeah, and cheaper we, and cheaper too, you know, that's like, that's the big thing. Like you get a, you get a hydro, you got another $50 a month, you know, subscription and, and you're like, it's point. like, yeah, I would like to stay in that ecosystem if, if at all possible, but yeah, I'm super excited about a rower. I'm just excited. Now, the guide, I, I just wasn't really that excited about the guide. I've heard good things about it, but, you know, it just wasn't something that I, we really I, got I excited think, about. So we, we actually have a guide. and Oh, wow, cool. The thing that's interesting about it is if you care about, like, paying attention to your form and that sort of thing, um, it's really good because it has that mirror so you can actually see what you're doing mm-hmm. and mirror what the what the what the the instructors are are doing kind of right in line on screen so that that i think is is the main value of it now it sounds like they have you know a pretty cool roadmap for it down the road but you know if if you're if you're just starting out you know working out and you you know want to avoid injuries it's a great tool in that regard yeah yeah that's 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 so true well, now a couple well, other things I want to tell. Oh, go ahead, Gario. So you you had mentioned that you're you're pretty bullish on the company. So I, I did have some Peloton stock pre-pandemic. I wrote it all the way up. Actually, got out of it right before it started tanking. When you talk about 
you know, being excited about where the company is headed. What are some of the things that you're you're interested in? Because I'm I'm definitely planning on getting back into into it. Well, your story is kind of similar to mine. I kind of wrote, I had a little bit and I wrote it up too. And then, and then when I was getting my tread, um, I guess the stock was probably around 120 in that, in that range. So I, so it had come down maybe a little bit and I had the worst delivery problems ever getting that tread. And, and after that, I sold my, I sold all my stock. I'm like, man, this company customer service is just crap. And that's when I got rid of my stock. So, and then the stock just tanked after that. And so then I started buying it up, you know, when it was like, you know, 20, 15 now, you know, in the 10 range, you know, I've been kind of adding a little bit and, and really the reason I'm so, I'm so passionate uh, with their new CEO He's got such a great reputation, you know, in the tech world, you know, so so I'm bullish. I'm bullish on that. Um, you know, I, I have a friend. I have a friend who's like a VC guy in Boulder, Colorado, and he's he's pretty bullish on on Barry as well. You know, he, he's kind of runs in those same circles. And but so so you got like a competent leader. But more than anything, you have a very you have a product that just creates passion. You know, the churn for Peloton is so, so low. So they're Mm -hmm. really going to have to do a lot, you know, to screw that up. You know I mean? Like, like, like somebody like you, somebody like me, you know, we're probably not going to go back to the gym anytime soon. You know, we're just too busy, you know, and, and Peloton just fits into our lifestyle so much. And, and, and in the grand scheme of things, you know, the the world doesn't even know about Peloton yet. You know, when you when you look at how many users do it, but when somebody when somebody signs on and they enjoy it, I mean, they are really really passionate about it. And I think I think competent leadership, you know, with coupled with um, just the passion and the low churn, I just don't see how they they can lose. You know, they've got a real big inventory problem right now because they really overbought and. Um, but so you know they they got it they got to unload some of these bikes they got to get more people into the system and I think everything else will sort of take care of itself if you know if they you know the 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 pandemic was probably the worst and the best thing that could have ever happened to Peloton you know because it, it just you know like so many people like me came in you know just because of the pandemic although I kind of always wanted a bike but you know I but once I got it it actually exceeded my expectations. I mean, think about all the the workouts you've done at home before and how, you know, they just don't stick. But with Peloton, it actually grows. You know, like, look how much you grew last year from the year before, and then look at how much you, even more you're growing this year than you did the year before that. I mean, that's just your own your own personal story. I mean, it, it's it that I guess that's probably why I'm so, so bullish on Peloton. So I I just and and you know their their stock really did crappy, but you look at the market right now and everybody's stock is doing crappy. I mean maybe not as crappy as Peloton, but you know show me somebody that's up this year and you know they're 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 either the luckiest person ever or yeah. you know a, a genius. So I mean every everything is doing terrible right now, but I just I think they're in a really good position, you know. So that that's my that's my thoughts about it. I'm 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 right there with you. I think I'm paying a lot of attention to the instructors and how they how they're able to keep the instructors as a part of the because I feel like that's their secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so figuring out how do you how do you keep the instructors as a part of that ecosystem um, without you know make becoming dependent on 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 them as you know your value proposition right like right. Lane, lane brick is lane brick is great right i'm i'm a huge fan um i do that sometimes too um and i think that 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 gives them you know a little bit of a foothold you know in the event that you know an instructor might, your favorite instructor might leave you have other things that you might you know want to do and you know in order to stay on the platform and i think if they if they nail that um they'll they'll be just fine because they'll they'll see zero churn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's what it's all about. You know, the churn rate being so slow, I mean so low 
is, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, name another company that has a churn rate like Peloton. It, they're just, they're just not out there. You know, they're, they're, right. like I said, their biggest problems right now are inventory. Um, you know, they, they, they partner with, you know, these last mile delivery services and, you know, they all did just awful during the pandemic. I don't know if that's improved any or not, but, you know, like we, we have to deal with XPO here in, in Nashville area. That's who does the Peloton deliveries. And, and, and I'll just say it right here. They are the worst company ever. I mean, they're just, they're just, they're just terrible. At least, at least my experience with them. I mean, they were, they were awful. So, but you know, I, I get it. I mean, that's just kind of the way times are these days, but, but right. I want to talk about a couple other things. So, okay. so like, you're a really interesting guy. I mean, you're, you're like a true entrepreneur. And uh, some of the things I found when I was, when I was um, looking at, at you uh, was, GarioHarrison.com. What a great website. I mean, it, it looks like it's your blog and your writing is just awesome. I mean, it's 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 very sales and marketing oriented. And uh, I don't know if you update it like every day. It looked like you were you kind of go in spurts, you know, a little bit and, yep. you know, that, that you work on that. But but that's a great site that people need to check out because you're, you're like a great writer. And then another yeah, I mean it's really cool. And then another thing is you have your own podcast, the Business Conversation um, is the name of it, the Business Conversation Podcast, and it's basically you um, talking with other business leaders about you know how they got into business and their stories. And it's I haven't gotten a chance to listen to one yet, but I was reading the descriptions and it, it looks so good. I, I can't wait to get back into that. Um, and so, how'd you get into how did you get into that podcast? Honestly, it was, it's an interesting story. So it, during, during, before the pandemic, I used to host a, um, um, a meetup or fireside chat for, um, for, you know, the, the design community, right. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a, a group here in town that I was a part of called AIGA Minnesota. Um, and you know, the, 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 the whole premise behind it was creatives, um, typically don't under, don't get a chance to hear the business rationale behind the, the projects that they get to do. Right. So, mm-hmm. you get, Hey, we need a, we need a brand new logo or we need a, um, we need a, a new website, but they don't understand like the business rationale for it. So the whole idea of the podcast was, or the meetup was to be able to hear business leaders talk about their thinking behind some of the creative decisions that gets that get made. Now, when I was doing it, I did it at, I was working at a co-working space at a time called Fuel Collective. And the people that were showing up weren't actually designers. We had VCs showing up. We had small business owners showing up. We had, well, there were some creatives that showed up as well. Um, but a lot of different folks were, were showing up and they're all business folks. And, you know, do what you do. If you do the survey, you find out why people are showing up and it turns out people just want to be able to hear how other people, business folks think about things. So, you know, it was, it would sell out every time we would do it. And then the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, well, whenever we were able to get back in person again, I'll pick it back up. Right. And start doing these events again. Well, people that were attending who attended in the past kept asking, you know, you know, is there any way that we can, you know, do it as a, as in another way, YouTube or whatever it was. And I was like, well, I, I I don't understand how to do video, um, but audio it's easy enough to do. We were all getting very comfortable on zoom. So I said, well, that's fine. I will, um, you know, do a couple of these um, as a, as a podcast and, and see how it goes. And honestly, man, like probably, you know, that we were talking about earlier, the the value of just being able to meet other people and just oh, yeah. have these casual conversations um, has been just you know incredibly valuable. So I just kept kept doing it, and it's the whole it, it's evolved a little bit away from creative and design to just being you know if you're going to grab a cup of coffee with someone and you can be like a third person in the room you know, what would you want to hear? Right. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's literally the premise, which makes it incredibly easy to produce. 
because it, it's just two segments. It's I'm reaching out to you to have a conversation because of something, right? Mm-hmm. You're a thought leader in something. And then the the second half is all right. If you're if you were brought in to advise a leadership team about this thing that we just talked about, what's the first two things that you would suggest that they do? Um, and then a book that you recommend. This format is super simple. That is um, so cool. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's been great. So yeah, have you read that, Have you read all the books that people have recommended? I have, and again, this is you know, I'll I'll, I'll be, be be honest and transparent. That's part of that's the that's one of the selfish things of it, right? Like, what are people reading? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I that's a reading. great idea. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I ask people what they read and you know share it with the audience. That is so that is so cool. On our on our in our Peloton people Facebook group um every week. I'm supposed to do this every week. I don't get to it every week, but I did actually do it yesterday. Like I'll ask people's um media of the week, you know, TV shows, movies, podcasts, book recommendations. Yep. And I've gotten so much out of that. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's and it also kind of keeps your your finger on the pulse of you know pop culture as well. But it's Absolutely. it's just it's just so neat. But I love I love that because you know you're getting uh, is it I guess people are it's mainly business books and and personal growth books that people are recommending. Is that kind of what these guys are into? Historically, yeah, that's that's typically what 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 folks have been um, recommending. But what's interesting is, um, it's not always the typical business books that you would think, right? right. Um, there was a there was a, a, a couple of folks, again, this is during the pandemic, um, a lot of folks on stoicism. And I'm, a, you know, I'm a, um, I, I'm always, you know, not to oversell it, but I consider myself a practicing stoic, right? And being able to have these conversations with folks that also have that same belief um, in how do you approach challenges that, that, that you come up against um, has been fascinating. So hearing the different books on stoicism that folks have read um, definitely helped me like build out my library a bit. Now, uh, excuse my ignorance here, but but what do you mean by when you say you're a stoic? What what is it? What exactly does that mean? So the the the, the concept of stoicism. So it's not it's not about religion. It's about how you think about like the the world, right? Okay. How you think about challenges, um, and the the if someone's not a stoic i usually frame it as it's the it's how you think about problems how you approach problems and how you um you know the stories you tell yourself about the problems after they've been resolved right okay so the if you think about it there are facts and there's the stories we tell ourselves about the facts right uh-huh um, and stoicism has just been a really good tool to, I mean, it's an ancient philosophy, but it, it, it allows you to look at things objectively and then, you know, approach solving them with, um, with intention, if that makes sense. I see. I see. Yeah. I noticed one of, one of the books on your Facebook feed was, um, about stoic, about being a stoic and journaling um that you that you really recommended so i'm going to check that book out because that really caught my eye and i was like that looks kind of interesting i I think i'll see what gario's up to there so talk to me talk to me about um now i know you're a partner at curious um Mm -hmm. so so what is curious and tell me about all that okay um we are curious i'm curious about curious curious about (laughs) curious again you know like it's one of these things where the 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 branding does a lot of the work for you right uh-huh. <laughs> um so the, the the problem that we solve is you know typically if you're a business owner you know just in gen- speaking in generalities here your biggest expense beyond salaries is marketing right mm-hmm. and it's the 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 business of marketing has become so complex. If you're if you're not in marketing, it's really hard to figure out where where to invest your limited resources, right? Um, which ultimately impacts you know a business's ability to grow, to reserve cash, to you know invest in new products or services. It just 
it has like a, a rippling effect throughout a business, right? So that's the problem that we, we 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 solve with what we do. So a client will come to us and say, um, you know, if if they run if they run on 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 EOS or another another kind of business business operating system, they can identify that if there is there any way that we can make our marketing more effective. That's usually how they how they come to us. There's this line item every month. The cost keeps going up, and I don't know if it's getting me um, the return on investment that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. That's typically what the problem that we you know help our clients solve. But how we do it is um, through what we call sales driven marketing. So we have a system that we go in, install it in um, into the companies that we work with. Um, and help them, you know, reduce reduce their marketing costs, but also drive more sales. Right. That that is interesting. And how long have you been? How long have you been with Curious? Ah, uh, we we've been three three years now. Interesting. That, that's that's really cool. Now your t shirt today, and also this is kind of interesting too. But you podcast standing up. Do you do all your work standing? Um, most, most times, because again, it, it's one of these things where you kind of get to move around. It's, it's yeah. all about energy management, in my opinion. No, I think, I think that's awesome. Now I'm, I'm getting to understand a little bit more now how you did that 10 minute pace and the 10 K. I, <laughs> I, I, I can, I can see it, but your shirt that you have on is Amplify and you're a co-founder at Amplify, which looks like a really neat organization. What, what tell me, tell us about that. Um, so Amplify you know, came out of the realization that, you know, a lot of founders um, that are, hold on, what's, what's the best way to phrase this? There are a lot of founders and small business owners that don't necessarily have access to traditional sources of capital, right? Mm-hmm. Um, usually, you know, women, um, people of color, um you know, and maybe their business isn't necessarily venture backable. Right. And, you know, that doesn't mean that it's not a, it's not a, it's not a viable business or a business that can actually, um, you know, create an impact, not necessarily, you know, large, you know, 10 X type um, returns, but it might end up impacting their community as well as, um, their family, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we created Amplify as a way of elevating and celebrating those companies um, with the goal of giving them, giving them, giving them a shot of actually like, you know, getting what they need in order to take their business to the next level. So that is interesting. What, it, what that, yeah, and what it, what it, what it ends up being is every every month we feature one founder. Um, my co-founder, um, uh, Dario, he interviews them with, with, you know, kind of three chapters of their story, right? So the first is their background. Why, why are they uniquely, um, why are they uniquely qualified to address the challenge that their business solves, right? Uh The second and then, then there's a breakout session and folks get to talk about, um, you know, how they connect to the story. So the, the, the guests are able to actually connect. It's not just a presentation, right? Um, the next chapter of the conversation is about the business itself. What problem is it solving, right? And then people get to break out, talk about the problem that the, the business solves. And then the third chapter is what does the founder need, right? Like if you're a business owner, what do you need? And you're going to have a direct ask to the community. And that's something that we just, we we realize those, the ability for a founder to be on stage and share those three things, give, give, give them a fighting chance of actually like, you know, taking their business to the next level. So so cool. that's the, that's the, the, the big idea and the concept behind it. Um, we're just getting started. We're about to flesh out, you know, a couple other components of it. Um, but yeah, it's we, we think it has 
um, the ability of doing some some really some really good things um, in the community. Now, did you say your co-founder's name was Dario? It's a running joke. Yep. <laughs> Dario and Dario. Yep. I um, thought so. I couldn't let that one go by. That was, I, I can't believe that. That, yeah, so that there's, sounds there's, really there's, neat. There's, there's Dario, there's Dario, Gario, and Mick White. That, that is that, so that's funny. That's, that's so awesome. Now, another um, nonprofit that you're big into is uh, called Silicon North Stars. Which yep. looks like a really interesting organization. Tell, tell tell us a little bit more about that one. Um, so Silicon North Stars, it's it's a group that every summer we bring a cohort of sixteen students and we just immerse them in technology, right? So the only the only prerequisite that they have to have is a love for technology. There's no there's no grades or anything like that. They just have to appreciate and want to be in tech. Uh-huh. Um, and we take before we used to take them to Silicon Valley, bring them to Google, Facebook, um, you know, all the usual suspects, um, YouTube, uh, introduce them to VCs. They get to kind of hear everything about technology, right? Um, get immersed in that world for a week. And then we bring them back to Minnesota and then we plug them into the tech community here, here in town. Um, Mary and Steve Grove were the founders of it and they both worked at Google at the time, right? So yeah, today um, we, we switched it up and it's, it's, it's more of a summit that happens in the, um, over the summer, um, so sh- it's shorter now. And then same thing, like every quarter we bring the kids together and they get to hear from founders that are kind of in that space. And the goal is to walk alongside them all the way through high school. So they're getting into high school, they're getting plugged into the community, and then from there, they're able to continue to be kind of alumni of the group. Um, what a but, neat idea. How old are yeah. these kids when they first come into the group? They're just going into high school. Just going into high school. That's really neat. Man, so so Gario, you do you have so many things that you're into. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, way more than I think the average person. My biggest question for you, because I struggle with this myself, is time management. How do you how do you figure out a what you're going to do next? B how to get it all in. Um, you know, I, I I'm imagining you have to compartmentalize a ton, but just how do you do it? I I I want to hear it from somebody who's obviously got a better handle on it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's 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 a trick. A lot of it it's it's, it's around um, mental models and and frameworks. So my, my parents, my mom was an entrepreneur. So the whole idea of, um, building a business that is directly, um, aligned with the things that you're passionate about is something that I got from her. Right. So she, she's a, our family owns a prep school back in Jamaica. And, you know, I went to the prep school. It was, you know, like seeing her do that, take an idea and bring it into fruition is, is something that I just, is, I just do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad, um, you know, was in law enforcement, but you know, like discipline was like, you know, my type A personality comes from him. Right. <laughs> it's just, you know, okay. so there's a little bit of this hybrid of passion and, um, and just entrepreneurship that I got from my mom and the discipline of actually getting stuff done that I got from my dad, right? So that's that's kind of baseline. Now, the 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 second framework is the 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 job is actually our home, right? Like the family, the family's the LLCs is is, is our little joke that we we say here. <laughs> so, you know, my my wife is you know my business partner. Our our biggest project um, is raising our son. Raising raising a, a, a kid that um, has the world as it, at its fingertips. Mm-hmm. So everything else are just revenue streams, right? My job is a revenue stream. Her job is a revenue stream. Because what we're doing is we're optimizing for creating a, an environment where Andre can thrive, right? Mm-hmm. So with, with those things in mind, that's that's the premise. So then when I look at the things that I'm working on, there's a a book that I read. I actually went through the course 
Um, but I read the book and I recommend it to, to founders all the time. It's called Hero on a Mission. So it's Donald Miller, StoryBrand, the guy that came up with the SP7 framework for StoryBrand. And it's around this idea that we're all writing our own story and living into that story, right? Mm-hmm. So in my case, when I look, standing in the future, looking back, you know, what do I want to be true for, you know, my, for Andre, right? That's the end goal. That's a, that's our, you know, end result. And then everything else, 10 years, three to five and one year need to live up to that story. Right. So there's a whole, there's a whole, you know, framework that he has around how do you come up with that story, but everything that I do is aligned with, um, kind of intersect right so the 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 folks that i work with in the startup space or vcs are the same folks that that um we introduce to the silicon north star so it's literally my network right right um the 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 business model of of curious is around you know small businesses um we have some enterprise some uh vc backed startups um, and, you know, folks that actually cut checks into companies, capital allocators, um, again, same network, right. Um, you know, and then, you know, with, with Amplify, it's small businesses, right. So it's the same, it's the same thing. So being very intentional with how, how I connect the dots. So when I wake up in the morning, it's, it's the same thing, storytelling, it's sales, it's marketing, and it's building relationships and my network. Because at the end of the day, when you know when I when we're no longer here, Andre needs to have like a, a network of people that he can you know lean on because he's an only child right now. Right. So he has that network of of folks that he can you know connect with with whatever it is that he wants to do. Right. So so to to loop it all back in terms of like how do I manage my time. It's it's easy to to think about what does the end goal need to look like, and what's the very next step in that story to get there, and that's the thing that I focus on, and that's the thing that I do. That that's interesting. So, would you say Andre then is your why? Is that one hundred percent? Okay, that 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 totally that totally makes sense. But now, how do you decide? Cause I struggle with this some too. Like I might be more passionate about this project, but there's no money in it, but I want to spend more time there as opposed to something that I might not enjoy as much, but you know, that's where my bread and butter comes from. How do you, how do you balance that? Ha, that's a a really good question. Um, I haven't figured that out myself yet, by the way. It's, it's, it's thinking through how, how they can all integrate and fit together. So, so I, I give you a perfect Silicon North Stars is a perfect example, right? Okay. So I I always wanted to do something with young people and youth, right? And part of it is just honoring my mom's legacy. She's still here, she's still with us, but I knew that that's something that she was passionate about and something that that she just instilled in me, right? Like planting the seeds with with, with the next generation of, of young people. I you know, that, that, that could be any number of things. It could be boys and girls club. It could be volunteering with the, with the, with the scouts. It could be any number of things. Mm-hmm. But when I step back and say, that's the goal is, you know, giving back to that next generation, you know, what I know. So filtering down to, okay, I want to do that thing, but how do I do it? It's okay. What do I do for work? Right? Like, is there, is there a way I can leverage that? to, to, um, you know, to, 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 to integrate this idea of wanting to give back to, to young people into that, into that deal. And it, it takes some thinking, which is why part of the reason why I do so much meditation is it takes time to think through some of those things and find those connected dots that end with that, that, you know, that will contribute to that broader story. Um, but once you do you plug it in and it's just there, right? That, that makes total to- sense to me. That that really does make total sense to me. Wow, and, and it's, it's all it's all it's all the stories that you tell yourself, right? So, 
you know, I use I, I, uh, Peloton, perfect example. Finding time to ride the bike every single morning, right? First of all, it's my streak, right? Like I, I want to make sure that <laughs> my streak going. Um, but I, the, the, the way that it's integrated into the story is I want to make sure that my energy level allows me to be fully present for um, the people that, I, that, that I'm committed to, right? My business partners, my family, like my friends, you know, Joanna, like how part of, part of me hitting the bike in the morning is getting that endorphin hit so that I'm like ready to be present for the day, right? Yeah. Um, and so, so it's not like, oh my goodness, now I have to go ride the bike again or, or so on. It's, it's a part of the routine so that I can go be present. I, I love it. Right? Garia, your passion for life, man. I mean, it just, it just really comes out and it really shows. Now you mentioned that you were, you were raised in, uh, born and raised in Jamaica. How did you end up in uh, Minneapolis? What's the, what's, what's that, what's that story? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I came, I, I came here for college. I went to, to, to Luther, graduated from Upper Iowa. Um, but yeah, Decorah, Iowa for college. Huh. That, that is really interesting. And you just stayed ever since, right? Do you go back, just, do you go back to you Jamaica know, the, much? Uh, yeah. Whenever, uh, you know, large holidays, we go back, um, you know, to, to be with my folks or they come here. Yeah. Now, is it ever a plan or dream at all to, to move back to Jamaica? Ah, that's a good question. I think we're probably, you know, down the road, end up with the property down there. Yeah. Um, And Minnesota, uh, it's cold. Yeah. I mean, especially, especially for a guy from Jamaica, I would think Minnesota would just be so harsh in the wintertime, especially. I mean, that's, that, that takes a special skill just to put up with the winters. You know, it, it's one of these things where I, I again back back to stoicism and the stories that we tell ourselves. I I tell myself it builds character. But that that is true. <laughs> but you know, the world the world's getting to the place. It's getting so small that you can almost work from anywhere you want to these days. You know, like I'm and, I'm and, at I'm at my family's farm this weekend, and uh, you know, just sitting in a barn. I'm basically in a yeah. barn. And it's just, you know, it's kind of amazing what you can do um, out there. So, but, oh, oh, so one final question I have for you. So, you know, we were talking earlier. So, so what, what kind of, and this goes back to your podcast, like, what are you recommending? What would you recommend people read or watch or listen to right now? What, what are, what are, what's, what are you into right now? Um, so I'm, I'm thinking about your audience here. I think the, the, the book that the book that I would recommend there's two books that I would recommend that I keep going back to, which is why I'm excited about Peloton as an organization um, and just as you know, the connected fitness world in general. Um, Sweat Equity, which mm-hmm. is you know a book by I think his name's Jason Kelly. Um, he's a reporter for Bloomberg, and he basically mapped out this broader trend of of, um, you know, how work life and, you know, just fitness is starting to become more and more, um, integrated, right. Interesting. So Sweat Equity by Jason Kelly. And then the book that, you know, that I consumed, which gave me kind of the, the mental model and the story to, you know, invest in the bike and actually like keep hitting it every day is called spark. Um, and it's just basically talking about how science and exercise impacts the brain. I believe it's by John Ratty. R-A-T-E-Y. Those, those two books, anytime, you know, someone says, boy, I wish I could find a time to, to invest and work out, uh, but I, I don't have the time. I usually recommend those two books. Awesome, man. I'm going to check both those out. Well, thank you so very, very much for joining me today. Is there anything else you need to get out to the world this morning? Uh, no, William, this <laughs> was an absolute pleasure, man. I, I, I love, I love, love chatting with, with, with fellow Peloton folks and, you know, fellow entrepreneurs. It's just fun. Yeah. This, this has been awesome for me. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, you can always find, uh, 
Gario on the leaderboard at his leaderboard name is actually Gario, G-A-R-R-I-O, which I think is like the neatest thing. And um, you can also catch him at GarioHarrison.com, uh, the Business Conversation Podcast. Um, you can find him all over. So Gario, easiest, thank you. Easiest, the easiest place to start is um, finding me on LinkedIn and everything else fleshes out from there. Yeah, that is true. Also, your Facebook, you have all like your different organizations and everything on your Facebook page. That's and right. That, yeah. And so that's another that's another great place to to find out about you. So, Gario, thank you so much. And everybody, thanks for listening today. Sure do appreciate it. And Gario, sorry I took up so much of your time, but I just had so many questions. Oh, dude, this is this is this was this was an absolute pleasure, man. Um, all right. Well, yeah, thank well, you. Thank you so very, very much. And I will sure we'll be talking again. Okay. All right. Thanks, Gario. Bye-bye. Thank you.